This is the EWN Podcast Network. If you're someone that feels like you have a lot to say, but either you're afraid to say it, or you just feel like you're not being heard, then meet Carrie MacArthur. Hi, I'm Carrie. If you have ever felt like you're invisible or that you want to be invisible, like you've lost touch with who you are, I just want you to know that I understand. I was there and I have spent the last six years of my life reconnecting to myself, my power, and my purpose. And now it is my passion to help you to dare to find your voice. So if you're ready, say I'm ready. I'm ready. So um, I have a deep, deep love for the youth of this world. I always have. I love kids. I love as they grow and they tap into their passion. And I especially um, love watching a young person who understands who they are and steps into that and isn't afraid to like make a difference in the world. And so many of our youth nowadays, I think, I believe they were actually saved to come to earth at this time because they have a work to do. They have a power, they have a light to spread to a world that can seem a little bit lost and confused. And so I've really wanted to interview young people as part of my podcast. And one of those young people, this happens to be my niece, Devin Harding. Um, Hi, Devin. Hi. Hi. Tell us a little bit about you. How old are you? Um, Where do you live? What makes you happy? Things like that. Okay. Um, I'm 16. I'm in 11th grade. I'm a junior. I live in Victor, Idaho. So I go to Teton High School. It's kind of by Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Most people know where that is. (laughs) Um, Some things that make me happy is I love the gospel of the LDS Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. I, that's one of the biggest things in my life that I'd say brings me the most happiness. I love my family and um, I love to be happy and do cheer. I'm a cheerleader. Mm -hmm. So I love to make other people happy as well. Yeah, you do. It's a perfect, I think it's a perfect extracurricular activity for you as a cheerleader when you when you tried out and made it I'm like yep that's Devin (laughs) it's perfect (laughs) so before we go on I wanted to ask you you said you know you love the gospel um, of Jesus Christ and there's tons of different religions Christian religions that um, you know that worship Jesus Christ and, and follow his gospel and his teachings that he shared when he was on earth what's your favorite part about that gospel, which the word gospel means good news. So I think that's really cool. Um, what's one of the favorite one? I mean, what's the core thing do you think that makes you love that gospel? Um, one thing that's always been huge for me. And I think is the reason that I love the gospel so much is I really come to realize how much God loves me and how much he loves all of his children here on the earth. And I know that, and I have a testimony of that. And so that really helps me, and it helps me to love others. Mm. And I think that's really why I feel like it's such an important part in my life and in the world. Oh, man, for sure. In fact, um, like I was just talking to you about a minute ago, um, my first cornerstone of, of my voice program is understanding who you are, discovering the value of who you are. And it sounds to me like mm-hmm. you, you have at least an inkling of who you are and where you come from and 
it it seems to light you up. So how did you discover that, Devin? Well, I always knew it. Um, I feel like just even in the song, I Am a Child of God, that we often sing, Mm -hmm. um, I knew knew it then. But last year, I attended EFY in Provo. So EFY stands for Especially for Youth, for people that don't know. I was just saying, for people that don't know, EFY, it stands for Especially for Youth. So it's a... It's yeah. a, like, how many yeah. days was it? Three, four, five days? I think it's five. Five days where a group of um, youth, who Christian youth, get together and they um, get to know each other and play games and just listen to a lot of different speakers, right? Basically, EFY. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So just so people know what that is. So go from there. Last year you were at EFY and? And the theme was What Matters Most. Oh. And, um... I think so. It might have been the year before, but so I've been for two years in a row. And I think that EFY really helped me to see that the youth around me also had the same values. And we were all kind of on the same journey to do good and to be good and to eventually return back to our Heavenly Father, which is what we believe very strongly. And so for me to see those people and to feel the love for them, I think I really prayed then that I would feel, I would be able to see them the way that God saw them. Mm. And so I think that really helped to strengthen my testimony. That's fantastic. And um, one of the things that I believe in that I teach is that as we learn to truly love ourselves, then it helps us to truly love other people. And then vice versa, as we truly mm-hmm. love, learn to see people as they truly are, not for their mistakes or not for even what we think that they're better or worse than us, at, you know, not in comparison, but actually just seeing them mm-hmm. as who they are, then we can actually develop a greater love for ourselves as well. So I think you've got a really great grasp yeah. on that. One of the things I've always known about you is that you do love people. And <laughs> I feel like that's been a real blessing to you, a real gift that you've been able to lean on because, um, Devin, you're 16 years old. How many times have you moved in your life? I think I've counted 14 times. (laughs) 14 times. And moving even across town can be a little unsettling for anybody, but especially for kids as they're growing up and making friends and moving from school to school to school. And you haven't just moved across town. Like you've had some pretty big moves, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And as I've watched you move every time, you make so many friends so quickly and you always keep the greatest attitude. Always. And I just wondered, what is it about that? I mean, how have you been able to do that? Because it's really a powerful thing to be able to just be in charge of how you want to feel. And I feel like you somehow have mastered that at a very young age. Thank you. Um, I think one thing that is really it's a big thing for my family is that we've always been together and no matter what, every time we've moved, we've always been super, super close. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really helped in shaping me as a person and my family as a whole. I think moving has really helped us and it's helped us to learn who we are and what we stand for and kind of what our morals are and to not let go of those. And I think like you were saying, like knowing who I am really helped me to keep that positive attitude and to know that no matter who I meet or what they think about me, I know what I think about myself and 
what my family thinks of me and I think that that was probably one of the more important things than mm. um school and friends and everything so I think that's kind of sums it up <laughs> that's cool and um the second podcast I ever did, I talked to um, a Dr. Denham Slade who has who has studied people through practice for over 20 years and has come up with this theory, and he talked to us about different temperament types, and one of those temper- temperament types is an O for optimism and um, somebody who just brings positive energy to every situation and um, somebody who is a friend collector. And as I, I don't, I don't know for sure that that's the temperament that you are just because we haven't discussed it at length. We haven't done an assessment yet or anything. Um, but I have noticed that that's one of the things you've done as you've moved. Um, you have continued to stay friends with the people that you've moved away from. And I know whenever you come to visit us, you also have a pile of friends who, you know, are so excited <laughs> to see you and you stay in touch and you just, you're a friend collector. You're a people person, like to the extreme, like in the, in the good extreme. Though, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, is that something that you feel has helped you as well? You're like excited to make new friends and because you don't lose old friends, yeah. you just make more or something. Yeah. Awesome. Is there, how have you done that? How have you been able to maintain that, that attitude um, and being able to maintain friendships instead of feeling a loss as you, you know, maybe move in distance, but in heart, it feels like you're the same close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, I think um well i've had a facebook (laughs) from a really young age and i felt like that could be kind of a danger for most kids but for some reason my mom always helped me with it and she kind of helped me to find my friends when i was probably eight years old when i got my facebook and so i think that technology has really helped me to stay in touch with those friends of mine Mm -hmm. And I, like you said, it's not about losing friends, it's about getting more. And I love meeting people. Like you said, I have a love for people. Mm-hmm. And I love to meet new people and I love to hear their stories. And I don't want to lose that in them, so I want to stay in touch with them. And, and then I want to meet new people and hear their stories as well. And so I think that's kind of what has driven me to always stay positive and not leaving new people, but being able to know them and then go and meet more people and know them as well. That's so fantastic. I think there's so much to learn from young people, for all of us oldies. <laughs> um, and I just feel like there's so much value in what you just shared right there. And I love social media for that same reason. You know, it's a, to me, it makes the world a smaller place. It's a, it's a people collector. Mm-hmm. I love connecting with people on any level, and one of those is social media. So I love how you've been able to use social media in a positive way. Um, yeah. And just your life, like you've been able to approach your life in such a positive way. One of the things that I wanted to ask you, um, because I I have insight into your life since we're related, and um, it's the coolest story ever. So first of all, I know that you have been involved in um, the law of attraction or for you know the laws of the universe and been studying those and understanding how... Um, thoughts become things and how we can really create our own lives. I know you've been learning that for quite a long time, since a young age. You listen to Dave's podcast and my podcast, The Mechanic to Millionaire. And I know that mm-hmm. you like have actually taken it to heart. You've created vision boards. I've seen some of your affirmations that you've written, your three by five cards. Um, 
So something cool happened to you recently. So if you could start with, first of all, what was your vision? And then, um, and what has been your vision, one of your goals? And then how has that been kind of starting to happen in your life? I'm going to let you tell the whole story. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so when I was a freshman, I decided that a lot of the students in my school kind of have, um, they're really centered around sports and that had never occurred to me before. And it seemed like everywhere else that I'd been like in middle school and then up through kind of later in those years, it seemed like everyone was focused on school and college and kind of their career path after that. And so it was really weird for the students in my school to have big career and college goals. So as a freshman, I decided that I wanted to attend Yale University, or if I didn't attend, I at least wanted to be able to get in to kind of have that for myself, that it's not all about sports and there's more to it. Because it was really hard for me to be in this town where everyone was so focused on sports all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I decided that I wanted to get into Yale University. And so I put that on my vision board and I really focused on that in my schooling. I started taking up extracurriculars like cheerleading and I did more musicals. And then I decided I wanted to start working. So we have an old, it's like an old fashioned soda fountain in our town and it's called the Victor Emporium. So I recently started working there and I had been there about probably a month and I met John Huntsman. He has he um, has a cancer, cancer institute at Utah State University in Utah and he has international businesses all over the world. He's a really amazing guy. He's very philanthropic. He's very awesome. And he came in one day, and I honestly, I had no idea who he was. <laughs> they sat down, they ordered some chocolate milkshakes, and I made them for them. They sat and talked to me for a while, and they asked me my goals. And it was kind of at a point where I'd been working there for a month, and I kept telling people I wanted to go to Yale. And they kind of looked at me like, oh, this small-town girl, she thinks she's going to go to Yale. <laughs> and it kind of made me very mad, the people's reactions to that. So I almost didn't tell John Huntsman that I wanted to go to Yale. In fact, I, in kind of reassuring him, I said, I want to go to Yale, but I'm also going to apply to BYU in Utah and Idaho State University. And so, um, but he, his response to that was that that was a really smart idea. He said, in fact, I have some programs at schools like Utah State University and Idaho State University. And he started talking to me and he offered me some scholarships. I mean, I, I have to apply for them and I am going to get my ACT score up. So I'm still working towards this goal, but he was very kind to me. He reached out as a mentor and he has a business school at Utah State University. It's called the Huntsman School of Business. And I've been able to attend some galas there and been able to meet with him a few more times. We still stay in contact over the mail. So they send letters to each other back and forth sometimes. It's a really awesome opportunity. And I was even telling some people at work today that and they were so impressed. They were like, wow, you really have to attack this opportunity. It's so amazing. And mm-hmm. especially with the price of college and the elements in that, how a lot of students aren't able to go to college because of the fact of financial 
they were like, this is just an awesome opportunity for you. And we're very happy that you have it. And I, I it's just an, an amazing opportunity for me. And it really shows that I set a goal probably three years ago and it's taken probably three years kind of set foot, but I never let up and I kept working towards going to Yale and having good grades. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, of course. And and it's cool that you realize, you know, it's still not over. Like, it's not done and done. You still have things to do. Mm-hmm. I love how you said earlier, like, you understood um, early on, I think, that the how isn't up to you. So you didn't have to sit down and plan, well, this man that I don't even know exists is going to come into my work yeah. and get a chocolate shake and then, you know, suddenly offer me scholarships. That's, you know, you didn't know. You just knew you wanted to go to Yale and you've held that vision, you put it on your vision board, you've been willing to share it with people, you're learning that some people maybe aren't who you want to share it with because, you know, not everybody is a dreamer, you know, so you've you've mm-hmm. gotten really, but you still hold that and you're passionate about it and you realize that if you do your part, then, you know, the the laws of the universe, the the laws of God, the, the things that, you know, work that that we don't see, actually take care of it and bring our goal into view and I mean I I still don't Mm -hmm. know maybe you now realize who John Huntsman is but he's a pretty big deal like he owns cancer um oh yeah cancer the Huntsman Cancer Institute is that what it's called he he does the Huntsman Senior Games here in St. George is a worldwide thing and he sponsors that and you know there's just John Huntsman's a big deal and for him to come in and just fall in love with your spirit I was looking for this letter that he he actually Devin's being very humble. Like, he's written her, like, the most amazing letters um, just because he, he was so touched by her attitude. And, I mean, I think you can feel it through just even the microphone. This attitude is so amazing. And just to learn at a young age that you can set a goal, you can hold a goal, and you can actually work towards something that's bigger than what maybe other people might believe you can have. And so that's just really fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you've gone to these these galas, you know, you can tell that he's talked you up. Like, he really is impressed because people know who you are when you say your name, right? Don't they treat you pretty well? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when I went to the gala, it was like I was walking on a red carpet. They all just wanted to shake my hand. They were like, oh, my gosh, Devin, we've been so excited to meet you. They had all re- read the letter that John Huntsman has written to me. Yeah, he was very impressed just by having a conversation with me. It was really awesome. That's really cool. And, and you weren't trying to impress him, you were just being yourself, which I think is the, I don't know, that might be the most important point here. You just know who you are and you're being that. And it's so amazing. So good for you. Good for you. Thank you. Uh, before we go, I just, you know, I wanted people to meet you. I wanted people to feel your energy, your spirit, spirit and be able to hear that story. And I would love to have you back mm-hmm. just to kind of see, you know, your progress and what where things go from here. You've got your senior year ahead of you. So probably I'll have you back. Um, I would like to know, well, first of all, is there anything else that you want to share with people? And then I have one more question for you. Um, share with people in the wise of that experience or just anything you want to say, is there something that you feel like you want to share with people that you, you know, is in your gut that you want to share or you don't have to either, you know, (laughs) Um, I don't know. I was kind of. I don't think I pointed out that one thing that John Huntsman was going to do for me, he said that he'd love for me to attend his school at Utah State, but he'd also be willing 
to take me anywhere. He said that I could do whatever I wanted to do, and he'd helped me along the way, and I thought that was really awesome. And he said he still wanted Yale to be a goal for me, whether he went to, whether I went to his school or not, and I think that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. And one other thing is that it's not stopping here with scholarships. I am participating in our Distinguished Young Women program, which is like a junior miss, but more scholarship based. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And so I'm still working towards scholarships and I'm still making school my goal rather than just kind of stopping now, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just have a, a goal that's bigger than, than life, so it's going to continue to drive you forward no matter what, right? So that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so I know you have a ton of things that you love. I know music lights you up. I know musical theater lights you up. I love, I know people, yeah. we've talked about people a lot. Um, I love to ask my guests about good news, different, um, pieces of good news that I think are spread all over the world that we don't always hear about. They don't always make the airwaves. They don't always hit the, you know, the news and it's the little pieces of good news. I think that holds our communities together and I believe there's more good people and more good news happening than bad news. It just doesn't always get the attention. So Devin, what is some good news that you can share with us? Something maybe that you've seen happen or something that lights you up that's in your heart? Just anything. Okay. Well, I was working today um, just at that little soda fountain that we have. And I was working with my coworker. Her name is Zuri Tadai. Mm-hmm. She, um, she's a Hispanic girl. She's so awesome. And I love her so much. Um, she just told me that she bought her own Bible today. She had never owned one. And she was so excited. It was probably the cutest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And it was very artistic. She was like, it's so pretty, and I love it. She just has a really glowing personality, and I love that about her. And this lady came in today, and she had a broken arm. She was kind of an older lady, and she kind of walked a little bit hunched. She couldn't quite sit upright. And she ordered two milkshakes, and Zuri and I both were so eager to help her. And she, we offered our assistance, we offered some, um, a little drink carrier for her. And she's like, oh, no, it's okay, we got it. And then she went down to the register to pay, and Zuri said, oh, it's okay, these are on us today. Oh. And I thought that was really amazing of her. Even though it's such a small act, she really saw that this woman there was probably more in her life going on than what we could see. And what we could see was a lot. Mm-hmm. I mean, a broken arm and on an old lady is kind of a big deal. And I think for Zuri to kind of think about that in the moment was super big. And I really thought that was a really huge thing of Zuri to do. Oh, that is. Those are my favorite kinds of stories. Those little heartfelt um, random yeah. acts of kindness. That is so... Awesome. Thank you. And to come from young people again, young people make me happy. And you are one of those, Devin, you and all of your siblings (laughs) and just, yeah, you light me up. So thank you so much for being a part of my podcast today. And thank you for always just being who you are and spreading your light with everyone. (laughs) Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. 
You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. This is the EWN Podcast Network.